Welcome to my podcast, Lessons Learned About Life and Love. I hope to inspire my listeners with life lessons through positivity, hope, faith, and the philosophies of great minds. Here we open our minds in a way that brings us together to keep you inspired and to think. I'm your host, Vivian Knebel, joined by my co-host and filmmaker, Larry Sands. Welcome, Larry. Hello, Vivian. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I love doing your podcast. I, I love every time we do a podcast with you because you're so positive and you have so much gratitude. And honestly, you brighten my day. <laughs> Thank you. And here you're we welcome. have a guest who is all about gratitude. Yes. I'd like to introduce uh, um, our guest. He's a very distinguished uh, man, Walter Green. Walter was chairman of the board and CEO of Harrison Conference Services for 25 years. He's a dynamic senior citizen, author of the book, This is the Moment, and founder of the Say It Now movement. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, Vivian. It's such a treat to be with you. Well, I am so privileged to have known you for over 25 years, and uh, you've always been so dedicated to a cause. You're a man on a mission, and it's all about gratitude. And it's you have this great awareness of service, and uh, your projects always engage soul purpose, which I love. Can you tell us what you've done since you sold your company in 1998? Yeah, so as you said, I was uh, working on that innovative enterprise called Executive Conference Centers which was my main business event for 25 years and sold my company in 1998. And you're right, it's 25 years ago. And since I've been working, since I was 13 years old, I had 45 years doing business. I felt uh, if I were blessed to live some more, that I would uh, start with a clean sheet of paper, create an ideal life. And for me, that's centered on really three things. Uh, one is that I invest in, in causes that I think are important and can level the playing field. I uh, have found great satisfaction, even though it's always one-on-one -on -one with my mentoring. And then during this time, I really have uh, ignited my, my attention to, my awareness of, my enthusiasm for the importance of people expressing gratitude. So those would be the three kind of counterpoints to my last, for the last 25 years. I've done no business. Well, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, uh, that is really uh, the meaning of life, you know, the connection with people, and I admire that. Um, can you explain what the Say It Now movement is? Yeah, so, you know, it had its beginning, uh, as you know, uh, so much of who we are is where we started from many years ago. So, so Say It Now was kind of this enlightenment that I had that quite candidly, I was, I thought it was a good idea. And then when I realized no one else had really highlighted it, it's become a great idea. And I always thought in my business life, I had a great selling proposition, the idea that executive conference centers were superior places to traditional hotels. 
but I have never had a selling proposition better than say it now. It's very clear. Just think about it. Our tradition, our custom is to wait for people to die. And then we stand up and work so hard at paying tribute to them. And they're in a casket and never hear a word of it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, several things led up to that, Vivian, but the core realization is none of us are self-made. I've never met anybody self-made. So therefore we all have people who have helped us become who we are. And why is it that in our society, not just America, but really worldwide, we have some hesitation, some deferral to expressing that gratitude when the person's no longer here. So Say It Now movement was really at core, hey, let's wake up, uh, let's be more conscious, think about the people who've been in our lives, and most importantly, don't tell me it's a good idea. Most importantly, go out and do it, and then you will experience what the idea is all about. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, well said, and I know so many people who regret not having said what they would like to say now it's too late and uh, i think this is a this is an incredible movement walter uh, it will change lives it changes you it's you also uh, benefit from it because you are making you're giving people validation and meaning and they while they are alive you know they hear it from you and they feel they've done something good And uh, it helps with self-esteem. With That's actually how you see yourself, how people perceive you. And you need to let people know. But I also wanted to ask you, where were the origins of the Say It Now movements? Yeah, movement? yeah so I don't know. I, I, I think if I were really candid, it was probably began eight decades ago when, when uh, we moved to uh, eight different cities by the time I was 16. I never had a friend. I just never had a friend. Always wanted a friend, but never had a friend. So it wasn't until my late 20s that I actually settled down. And then I began to make important relationships. And so really my 50th birthday, I decided, wow, I really want to celebrate these handful of people who had made a big difference in my life. So I invited them and their spouses, my immediate family. I was living on the East Coast at the time. I invited them to a really special weekend in New York. And candidly, my finances weren't that great at that time, but these relationships were so precious. I put on a weekend in which the beginning of it was my public acknowledgement of the difference that they had made in my life. So I didn't just say it privately, I said it to the group. And it was the first iteration of, wow, as you were saying earlier, that really felt good. And I know it felt good to them because they expressed it subsequently and written letters to me. And it was really in that decade to follow when I saw Tim Russert, who was the Meet to Press moderator for so many years and died in his 50s unexpectedly. And he had this 
unbelievable funeral with 1,500 people, past presidents, astronauts, celebrities, getting up there and expressing to Tim what he was. And I thought, what a shame. Tim never heard that. Yeah. And I read other books in which when people, you know, even Tuesdays with Moray, it was about what he wanted to say in the last year of his life or the last lecture was a professor at Carnegie Mellon who was dying from cancer and he had a few months to live. So he gave one more lecture so that he could leave something for his kids or even Chasing Daylight written by a chairman of the board of one of the big eight accounting firms. He found out he had brain cancer and in the last months decided to reach out to people who had been important to them. Those all were kind of key awarenesses that led me to, if it's so important when people know they're dying, why, why would we wait? Why, why would we wait till the last three months of our life? Why would we wait till we know the days are short? So that led to my 70th birthday. My 70th birthday, I said, I don't want my life to be like ending like that. So my dad died when he was 53. So I figured by 70, I wasn't sure how much life I would have. And I identified all the people who had been important in my life and decided I would spend a year, not constant, been married 60 years, would never leave my wife that long for sure. Uh, but I went out on several trips and sat down with each one of them personally and expressed to them the importance they had in my life. And that was the journey that was picked up. And I was asked to write a book by Hay House on the journey, which became the book, This is the Moment. That was kind of the second iteration. And the last one was this, uh, really didn't occur until uh, after 80, when I realized that the pandemic had made it difficult for people to connect and the whole technology improvement with Zoom came out. And the idea is there is nothing more powerful than a tribute and nothing more really powerful than a group tribute. And that gave birth to the latest iteration, which is Say It Now. Wow. <clears throat> is the Say It Now a, a movement, a nonprofit or profit organization? Yeah, so... Um, I'm fortunate that, uh, first of all, uh, I have nothing to sell. Uh, there is no commercial here. Uh, the profits, I love it. The profits mm -hmm. for the book went to charity. Any profits that I make on it go to charity. Uh, it's the reverse of a nonprofit. I have invested in this enterprise in order to see if I could create a global movement. So it's for sure not profit and not Nonprofit. It's just my hope to have a legacy. So you've been an incredible, um, successful man, and now you're giving back, and that is your contribution to society. You're doing something for humanity. I admire that tremendously. Can you share with us what has been done to date in the Say It Now movement? Yes. Yeah, so uh, it really got ignited towards the end of last year, when I realized that we didn't have to be limited by not being able to be in contact with people. And so here, here's uh, a strategic thought that I had after all the people that had read my book and said, you know, 
uh, gee whiz, I'm so sorry. I miss saying it to Charlie and Peter and Paul and Brenda and Mary. Oh my God, they're gone and they feel so bad. And I said to myself, you know what? The problem we have with people talking 60 or 70 or older is that I have to unlearn their custom, right? Because they're just used to not saying it. They're used to going to funerals and they're used to feeling regret, right? Yeah. So I said, you know, uh, why don't we start with younger people? And so we did. And so the thrust from the past year has been to teach young people in fifth through 12th grades, although we've even done it in kindergarten. And this past week was the first university to take on a Say It Now movement. Wow. And in the last year, uh, we have introduced the program in 38,500 classrooms. Wow. 75 countries around the world. And my goal was to have a million expressions of gratitude by the end of this year. And, and you also had uh, Martin Luther King III involved. I'm sorry? You also had Martin Luther King uh, uh, III involved in this. Yeah, so he was kind enough. He identified with the mission and we kicked it off at the La Jolla Country Day School. We had 1,100 students in which that was my first public address to a school system. It was really cool. Uh, Martin Luther King was there and he reinforced the message, but we brought to life the Say It Now movement that time, just to take a minute, because it's such a, a, a good example of how creative and the school uh, primarily came up with this idea. And four students uh, during, after my speech and after Martin Luther King III spoke, uh, one student got up, he had told his brother who was off at college that he wanted him to zoom in to this event because he was being honored. He, the speaker was being honored. And what he did was he paid a say it now tribute to his brother as a surprise in front of the 1100 people. Whoa. Yes, and so we also had another young lady who came up whose grandmother was in the audience. She said, I know I'm here to speak and say a few words, but really what I'm here is to honor my grandmother who's sitting right out there. And I wanna tell you what she's meant to me in my life in front of 1100 people. That is so beautiful, Walter. Ah, it was unbelievable, I, four students. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I can- How they do it. I can kind of relate to that because I had my own experience. My granddaughter in her first year of uh, Uh, college, uh, they were asked if you were uh, to have lunch, if you had the choice to have lunch with any person, could be a celebrity, anyone that you admire, who would it be? And my my daughter told me, my granddaughter said it would be my grandmother, my Oma. And you know what? It brought tears to my eyes when she shared what what I was all about and it, what it meant to her. And uh, it is amazing how it touches people. You really struck a chord. It is an incredible movement, Walter. I am I'm all for it. And I believe uh, you, um, that you're addressing youth first is so important because they are the ones that are starting out. You know, we can make this a kinder, better world. 
And we have to teach the our, the youth, the young ones. And it all starts at home and in school. And uh, what you are doing is just, just amazing. Um, you know, um, uh, for our viewers who are inspired by the um, the uh, Say It Now moment, do you have any suggestions for helping them with the how? The, you know, when they are in, they're inspired by the why, just it, it gives us some suggestions for the how. Yeah, so what's wonderful about this is once you get the why, the how is really pretty easy. But I did create a website called justsayitnow.org so that people who want to have a little bit more of an idea, like how might I do it? Should I write a note? Should I call the person? Should I visit the person? What about gathering a group of people together and surprising that person with a tribute? So there are several different suggestions. And, you know, I just got a, a, a note. Well, I guess it was last week, not this week, last week. And it was a printed card. Printed card, just not, nothing fancy, except it said 70 for 70th was the title of the card. And I opened it up and he said, I just want you to know, uh, this has been inspired by me hearing your story. And what it was, was that he wrote to 70 people who had contributed to his life, the note. Oh. I, you know, of course I was curious about it, you know, tell me what's that like? It, it had all the richness that you would expect. Yeah. It felt so good to tell these people what they had meant to me. And you know, Vivian, most of the time, people are totally unaware of what they do for us. For them, it could be a very incidental act. But the reality is it can make a very big difference in the person. Huge difference. Because really, the deepest uh, principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. You know, right. we all want to be appreciated. And uh, to see this for you, um, that uh, your words fall on fertile soil is very rewarding. And uh, I just, you know, think it is a beautiful thing to see people age gracefully like you do. Uh, because it, it, uh, it gives us... Uh, it gives us uh, hope and uh, see the positivity in uh, getting older, that we can still do things. We can still impact, uh, have an impact and our actions matter. They make a dent in the universe. Right. So uh, what you are doing is to be, uh, I have to congratulate you again and again. And it also goes uh, with my philosophy. I believe that, uh, Gratitude is so important. It is the cornerstone for change, and it allows us to be to to build happy lives. And with this significant insight, you know, we need to uh, look at that short time that we have. That is our life, and adopt a grateful uh, gratitude for who we are for what we experience, for everything, you know, that we can be grateful for. I think it is so important. It is not just a thank you, it is so much more. And yeah, you also- 
sorry. I just want to say, coming from you, Vivian, who model what it is to age not only physically beautifully, but emotionally and spiritually beautifully. You have uh, have such a wonderful story. I've had the blessing of knowing your life story and how you in your later years, no one will believe your age, so I won't tell your age. Huh. 80. Uh, 80. Yeah. 80. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> uh, somewhere between 50 and 60. So, uh, but but much of this has been your uh, maturation and blossoming in the last 10 years. You have done remarkable things with your several books and uh, you, you have really modeled and I take your compliment with uh, great pride because it's coming from someone who has modeled that behavior beautifully and taken the time to even form a podcast in addition to your books to magnify your message. And, and I want to be clear, my message is pretty targeted. Uh, I know there are lots of people, it's, I kind of uh, found out recently, it's kind of interesting. There are people who have been studying gratitude for years and they produce really extensive studies saying gratitude is good. Well, I realize I'm not a theoretician. I'm not a researcher. I'm an experiential learner. And I can tell you, we don't need, we, we actually don't need any more demonstration that it's useful. What we need is inspiration to act on it. Yes. And what it does, and I'm particularly not talking in the large sense of being grateful. I'm talking in the specific sense of being grateful to people who've made a difference in our life. And I want to make that very clear. That is the muscle I'm building. Yes. It's a yes. muscle that's unused for a lot of people because it's not comfortable sometimes. They're not used to it because they haven't done it. And to me, if you don't express gratitude to somebody who's made a difference, it's like having a gift in your closet that you never unwrap or you never wrap and deliver it to someone. Right. And, and also, you know, uh, Walter, I think, for instance, when someone has something uh, really good for us, it doesn't have to be always big, big or small, it does not matter. Um, um, but if someone really made an impact and changed your life and you don't uh, um, express your gratitude toward that person, I also think they, they could feel sidelined, you know, and... Uh, and uh, instead, you can make them feel so so appreciated and and valued, and they they will benefit so much. And it, what you're doing is just just amazing. It's it's to bring that out. I mean, I've always been a person uh, to show gratitude, and in fact, in my first book, I wrote it actually as a token of gratitude to my husband, who is done so much uh, who believed in me and and uh, always encouraged me to grow and learn and I actually wrote a book as a token of appreciation and it meant a lot to my husband and uh, and we can do this for all the people that have done something good for us we need to do it I believe that I believe we need to do that mm -hmm. well, uh, writing a book for someone is a uh profound undertaking that very few people will underwrite, but the principle is important. And, and really what, what many people, as we alluded to earlier, are unconscious about is that sometimes what they don't perceive is giving a big deal to someone turn out to be a big deal. 
And the only way they know it is if it gets expressed. And I always maintain, we think we know who we are. When we go, what's the living memory? It's what's in the hearts and minds of everyone else. That's, and if we don't know what's on their hearts and minds, we will never know who we are when we leave. What a sad yes. that is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's how it is. But it's also to be pre appreciated. It, it strengthens, strengthens the bond, you know, between people. Yep. It, when you feel appreciated, it, it is, it's amazing. Um, I thank you so much uh, for, um, for being here, joining me here in this podcast and uh, um, for the message you are, you are putting out here that is so important. And remember, the people need to remember um, it will not just benefit the people that you're grateful for or to, it will benefit you as well because uh, you get, by giving, you are receiving. It is, it's amazing what comes over you. But, uh, you know, I hope we heightened our viewers' awareness of the value of sharing gratitude to those who have impacted our, impacted our lives while they're still alive and well and i hope to inspire them to act on this message so uh um i'd like to end this podcast um with uh thank you for being here and thank you for your projects that always engage soul purpose well thank you very much vivian it's it's been a treat i as I said, so much admire what you're doing. And I feel very fortunate to piggyback with your listeners to create an awareness of a concept that in my 30 years of doing it, have never, ever heard one story of anyone who expressed gratitude, who regretted doing so. Yeah, yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful movement. And... Uh... Let's make this world a little kinder, a little gentler. There's so much division right now, so much uncertainty. We need to start somewhere. Let's plant a seed. And you are planting a seed to better well, yeah. this. Yeah, you know, just a final point, Vivian, to make your point is that not only is this world filled with, with controversy and issues, uh, this is one issue that knows no religious preference, it knows no sexual bias, it, know, it knows no skin color, it is a universal message, and it only, uh, there is no one that it cannot elevate their lives, both as you said earlier, for the person who's thoughtful enough to do it, he's rewarded, and for the person who's been the beneficiary, he always enjoys the experience. So thank you again for, yeah, it, you, your movement unites people. That is the beauty. Like it. it unites people. And uh, and uh, uh, let us just really make an effort to, uh, to make this world a better place. You know, every journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. You know, when you really think of it, you start with one step and we can change. We can make this world a better place. We can, our actions matter. They make a dent in the in the universe. I truly believe that. Larry, before you take us out, yes. any questions? 
you know, I I have I have one and listening to you and Walter, you're absolutely amazing. I I I look at your website and I listen to you talk to Vivian and I'm I'm in awe of you and and things that you've accomplished with um with just say it now and uh really quick and it came to my mind is people that are listening to this particular episode and this this may be this is a weird question but how can people put how can they begin to think about saying saying what they want right now what what can what are the steps that somebody listening to this podcast or watching this podcast can start formulating in their mind as they listen to this and as they go back and they re-listen to this and then they look at the resources but just if you can give some some of our listeners an idea of how to start it right now and to formulate just just I think that's the hardest part is just starting right because once you're doing it, you're already in it. Yeah, well, I thank you for that, Larry, because as I said in the beginning, I'm not here to share an idea. I'm here to inspire action. Yeah. And so a couple of things. One is when people want to think, why should I be doing this? Just ask yourself a question. Uh, is there somebody in your life who's really made a difference to you? Just ask yourself the question. Pause for a moment. Think about that. If the answer is yes, then ask yourself the second question. If something happened to that person unexpectedly, like happened to a million people during the COVID, would you feel regrets for things you haven't said? Almost everybody says, absolutely. So that's it to say, that gives you the why. Now the question is, I, I, I have reasons for not doing it. Uh, I, I have... I'm too busy. I don't know how to say it. Uh, I don't, uh, uh, it's uncommon. And so the last third of my book was all about that, Larry. Uh, it was all about slaying these obstacles that people create uh, uh, that keep them from doing it. The answer is, it's not about how, it's about now. That's the whole point. In other words, people can understand. Oh, I, I, I'll take a couple minutes. This, this is this kind of summarizes, um, just captures a, a living example of that question. And this is a friend of mine goes back a few years. He was aware of what I was doing, and he said, "What comes to mind is this: a person who had the most impact on his life, transcended everyone. He'd known him for fifty years." He'd been with him through thick and thin. And he said, I, 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 need to, I need to go tell that man what he's meant to me. And he said, you know what? I, I'm going to see him in two weeks. Now, this is a fellow I knew in California. And the fellow he was paying tribute to was in Chicago, who was not well. So my friend goes to visit him in Chicago, spends four days with him. He comes back home and I'm expecting, okay, so what was the conversation? So he says, uh, well, when I left, I gave him a hug and I told him I loved him. 
And I said, what else? He said, well, he loved me too. Well, you didn't really express what yeah. it meant, what he meant to. So I said to him, Vivian, that was it? He said, Walter, I'm a Marine. This is very hard to do, <laughs> right? So I said to him, I said, well, I got it. Uh, sometimes it is difficult. And this is to your point, Larry. Sometimes it's difficult maybe to say something in person. But I suggested to him, were there things that he wished he had said? And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah, there were. I said, well, what about writing a letter? Oh, wow. That's a good idea. Two yeah. weeks later, he calls me. He says, Walter, I wrote that letter. I said, amazing. How long was it? He said, about two pages. I said, what happened? He said, when he received it, he picked up the phone and the recipient couldn't keep from crying. See, see, yeah. I yeah. said, how do you feel? He said, I feel very complete now. So I said, for two stamps, uh, actually one stamp, one envelope, two pieces of paper, you've eliminated any regret you have for things you wish you had said to the most important, important person in your life. Larry, that's the story. It can be as simple as a note. Yeah. Everybody can write a note. Nobody's asking people to go visit 44 people around the United States. Not like you. Right. <laughs> what don't, you did, yeah. No need to do that. There, it's too easy to do. And so I'm not promoting my book because they can also get the information on the website. Just say it now.org. They can, they can have enough information. Nobody ever called me and said, Walter, I never figured out how. Never had that explanation. Yeah. I hope that answered your question, Larry. It did. It did. And and you know, it's 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 not funny. It's amazing that when you said number one, just think of somebody, you know, like like the image just came up. I've got, you know, like three or four people that I could call right now. And wow, Walter. It's a great, it's a beautiful thing that you are giving to us, that awareness. We thank you for it, Walter. And always people need to remember that showing gratitude to others also helps their physical health and well-being. You know, it's amazing how much gratitude, how powerful gratitude is. So thank you, Walter, for uh, being here and sharing your wisdom with us and your advice to make this world a better place. Yes. Thank you again for having me. It's been a true pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Walter. I second that, Vivian. Thank you very much, Walter, for sharing sharing your story and time with us here on Vivian's podcast. Everybody, the links are in the description. Just say it now.org. Please go, go find the resources. And if you feel so inclined, as soon as you finish this podcast, call that somebody and tell them. Thank you. And as Eric always says, support our troops. Thank you very much. <laughs>